You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. And Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is here. And Pete is very familiar with penguins, aren't you? I am indeed. You've had enough. relationships with penguins? Well, I used to work at Edinburgh Zoo as a volunteer when I was a vet student. And Edinburgh Zoo is a very famous colony of penguins, I suppose because it's that bit further north and a bit chillier. Um, the 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 breeding conditions are perfect for penguins and so they've a thriving colony there and part of the tradition in Edinburgh Zoo is that the penguins go for a walk every afternoon. Um, what happens is they, they know when two o'clock is coming up because they all start to cluster around the gate to their, to their enclosure and the, the gate is opened and I used to walk in front of them and they followed me and we used to walk all through the zoo along the normal path that visitors go along and the penguins are waddling around behind you like that. You go out for about I suppose 20 minutes and then back in again it's good exercise for the penguins and great entertainment for the visitors and good fun doing it, although a bit frightening because, I mean, what are they just scarpered, you know? Uh, fortunately, penguins can't scarper very fast over land. They're amazingly um, agile under the water. Yeah. But on land, they're kind of restricted. And tell me about the zoo and the penguins in the zoo. Have they got a big enough place to swim? Yeah, um... I'm not a great fan of zoos altogether, but there are some animals that can be catered for very well in captivity, and the penguins seem to be an example of that. All they need is a, a decent-sized pool and 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 a reasonable land area with, with kind of rocks for them Do to, they get to bored? lay their eggs in. Well, we, you can't tell, can you, really, very easily, but they don't show behaviour of being stressed, and they, and they breed like mad, so... Those are good signs. Yeah, maybe fact, that's the board then. They breed like mad, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, the general idea is that if animals are highly stressed, they're not likely to breed. I suppose. Oh, right, okay. um, my uncle used to study penguins in the Antarctic. That was his job. He used to go out for like four months at a time to sit on an, an ice shelf and and watch these things with with binoculars. Um, so there's a kind of family tradition of penguins. And last week I went to Dublin Zoo, and they have. A a really successful colony of penguins there as well. Um, um, have, you been to, have you been to Dublin Zoo recently, Declan? I haven't. No. Well, I have to say it's 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 improved immensely. I was I was there. I remember when I came to Ireland first twenty years ago. I went to Dublin Zoo and and I was came away feeling depressed. In fact, I was so depressed I wrote a letter to the director of the zoo complaining because, in particular, the polar bear was such a miserable specimen. I mean, it wasn't his fault, but he was enclosed in this tiny concrete space and he was pacing up and down and whirling his head around and pacing back and forward and back and forward. And it was very, very obvious that he was a highly stressed and deeply unhappy animal. Um, and I was really upset going to see him. Um, and so Is it a conservation area now rather than well, it, it's, for it's, people it, to go along and look at these unusual animals? It's, 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 changed, it's changed hugely. It's, it's, they've, they've invested massively in it and um, I think now it's a good combination of being something that's enjoyable to look at but also something that gives the animals a good quality of life and also... Um, an area where they where they actually take part in conservation of some of some of the rarer species in this world. Um, so I mean, you, you can go there and genuinely have a very very pleasant afternoon where you feel that the animals have been looked after right. well. It, what, what happens nowadays when you go in there? There's a very clear walking route, so you just sort of you don't have to say, "Well, where are we going to go to next?" It kind of just, just follow points. it around. Yeah. yeah. Listen, and, why are penguins only in the Antarctic and not in the Arctic? Um, that's there's a, there's a really good answer to that question. 
which I don't have for you. I'm sorry, I haven't done the research in that one, Declan. I think it probably is just one of... Evolution. Evolution. So what's it the equivalent to, of the same, Arctic? Same thing that you get koala bears in Australia and not anywhere else. Um, it's and marsupials and so on. It's, it's um, I, I'd imagine, probably, and somebody might con- contact the station and correct me, but I'd imagine if, if you put penguins in the Arctic, would they survive? I, I don't know. Um, it's, um, but it's true. People often think that um, you get penguins at both ends of the globe, but no, they're only at the, okay. the Southern Pole. All right. And did you see Africa last night? The, I didn't watch it, no. The what David did, Attenborough. What did just an on? amazing programme. It's just, you know, David Attenborough's programmes are yeah. just amazing anyway. Yes. But uh, the camera work is fantastic and, you know, the following the animals uh, through all sort of good conditions, bad conditions, the terrible drought. And it was a oh, really horrendous, devastating uh, piece where a, a mother elephant had to leave her dying cub behind. Oh, really? Um, and she was obviously grief-stricken, was she? Yeah. Yes. And they showed her crying. Um, yes. And there's just no water. And then the small, is it a calf or a cub? I don't know which, is a calf, elephant calf? Calf. Calf. Yeah. Um, was just not able for the conditions and was dying. And, and did, she did, had did, to did, leave. Did they not intervene as, as caring television? What could they do? Um, they, they, they said, we can't intervene. We don't have the conditions to intervene. And... You know, it's just the way it is. Now, they did show a bit of redemption to the following year when the rains came. And the elephants had their biggest year of offspring that they've had for a long time. And basically, they were saying that nature was replenishing Mm. the stock um, after the devastating... you know, situation. Nature's tough, isn't it? And that's the way it is. There is suffering in nature. One of the great things when we humans get involved is that we can identify suffering and relieve the suffering. And I get, I think that's, you know, if you care about animals, you want to relieve their suffering. And, um, you know, we can't do it for nature, but we certainly can do it for our pets. Okay. All right. Well, thank you uh, for coming in this morning, Pete, as usual. Pete Weatherburn is, uh, as you know, on TV3, and he has his very own website, which is petethevet.com. You can hear our conversation again on that. If you want to talk to him in particular in the comfort of his practice, it's uh, Bray Vet and Old Connor in Bray. Uh, Thanks very much indeed, Pete.